Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen, and for the first time ever on this show, I am joined by Pete Quinnell. Well, hello there. Hi, Hi. Pete. Hi. How's it going? Uh, it's going very well. How about you? Very, very well. Thank you very much. So Good. to any of our new listeners or perhaps old listeners who might not have heard your name before, mm. who are you, Pete, and why should we care? Uh, oh, <laughs> why you should care? I don't know about that. Um, yeah, my name's Pete. Uh, I am on the Screen Stalker channel. Um, I also edit for WrestleTalk.com, so I am one of the, the team members over there. Long-time listener and, I guess, general fan of Rastok. Don't mean to uh, to compliment you too much. Oh, but, thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so now I'm now I'm here talking with Luke about NXT. Yes, indeed, yes. So uh, Laurie was unfortunately busy today. He had a lot on his plate and a lot mm. of training that he needs to do. Uh, so he could not come join us for the NXT review. Yeah. It's also, if you're a pod swafter and you don't watch any of the YouTube stuff, this today's show might feel a bit more ramshackle because <laughs> we broadcasted it live on, on YouTube. We live streamed it. I've never done a live stream before. Mm, I have, uh, although I've never done it on YouTube. So the whole experience was very new for both of us. I and think. it went tits up. It did. It yeah. was It was something. Uh, I mean, we managed to get it done in the end. Yep. And that's what matters. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I kind of broke it a little bit. I thought I was helping and I sort of broke it a little bit. It was fine. It, it was fine. Really we got there fault. in the end. Yeah, but also, like, fine. the we couldn't quite work it because we tried to schedule. We tried to create it as an event. Mm. And then that didn't go live, and we couldn't quite work out why it wouldn't go live. Yeah. So things just went slightly wrong with it. But it lessons learned for the next time that we try and do it. Exactly. So it was very much fun. Yes, it was. Um. Anyway, Pete, how has your week been? Um. It's been busy. Um. As usual. Uh. Because again, peeling back the curtain a little bit, I don't live in London. I live in Newcastle. Anyone who's from the UK knows that Newcastle is a long way away. It's a long, long way away. From London. Uh, so currently, I'm doing a lot of traveling. Um, and they're on buses. Megabus. Megabus. So it's like a pound. It's, it's not quite that cheap, but <laughs> I wish it was. Um, so there's a whole lot of traveling involved and a lot of tiredness because travel. Other than that, 
it's been good. Good. I don't have really much time for anything else other than working and traveling, but other than that, I'm good. Oh, good man. <laughs> uh, we've got a Rusev Hey in from Paul uh, that says, Greetings, Luke, Ollie, uh, uh, El Fakador, and possibly Chopper. Oh, they got it right. They got it right. They clearly knew you were going to be here. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I probably should say that. I'm the guy that was in the mask on the Wrestle Talk videos. Um, yeah. that, that, that Chopper guy. That's yeah, the that, Chopper guy. That's me. Uh, after all, you'll talk about Batista's acting ability. It reminded me of my own kind of Rusev Hey. The year was 2013. The place was San Diego Comic-Con. I'm sitting at Hall H after three days of waiting in line, and they bring up the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Hardwick asked Dave, how did you get the job to play Drax the Destroyer? To which Dave replied, man, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I auditioned nine different times. I'm up to three weeks ago. I had no idea whether or not I was going to get the job. Working with these people the last three weeks has grown even more as an actor with all the classes I've taken. It was about this place that he started to tear up. Genuinely choking choking back tears he then says i'm thankful to all these people up here being so patient with me and grown as an actor um uh, and growing as an actor i imagine but unfortunately he has also corrected to just groan uh, honestly, it was quite moving to see how important this role was to him. By far, the best part was when Chris asked uh, Benicio Del Toro directly after how he got the part, and Benicio uh, replays Feige, called him and said, do you want to be in my movie? And I said, sure. i got nothing else to do. So that's my reset pay. <laughs> Sorry for the long email, but it was a long story. It's amazing to see how far he has come as a, an unsure fledgling uh, to a full fledgling uh, fledgedly, a fledged movie star. I do apologize for terrible reading of that. Thanks for the consistent work. Uh, all hail the screen stalker. I know. Um, I mean, what? Sorry, don't know. I said that was weird. Uh, <laughs> also, Randy fan should be called Randy's Dandies. Love you, bye. That's from Paul. Uh, Randy's Dandies, I think, has been suggested before, but he it did also been. email in because we have said before, Pixar, it doesn't happen. We got picks. We have got picks. Obviously, it's not him with Big it's Dave. It's not with Big Dave. But he's taking but... a photo of the screen at Hall H. There's yeah. uh, there's Benicio Del Toro. There is Tom Hiddleston oh, as Loki. When he came out as Loki. That was cool. I watched that. And there is, I'm going to guess that's our, po- our boy Paul One posing in front of uh, the Captain America motorcycle. Captain America, yeah. Very, very cool stuff, very man. Cool stuff. Thank you so much for your Rusev, hey? And not only are you holding a Captain America shield, you're dressed as the Winter Soldier. Oh, that's super cool. That's nice. That is cool. Uh, let's have uh, a get better. Let's do that. Um, yeah, so I'm going to do this one right here. This comes in from Thomas, and it says, Hello, Wonder Ollie, the other one, Fagador. Not that Randy fella. I told you a while ago, I was trying to do a wrestle talk, get better to lose weight, get fitter, and become a wrestler. You remember, may remember me as the guy that uh, sent you a picture with Jack, that jobber guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I thought I would give you an update on how my Get Better is going. Since setting my goal, I've lost 35 pounds and officially joined the NGW Hull Wrestling Academy, taught by Nathan Cruz and Matt Myers, two of the best guys you could ever hope to meet. That's true. I mean, I've only met Nathan, but he Mm -hmm. is a wonderful, wonderful chap. Yes, he is. Um, You could be uh, dead and unable to feel your legs, but they still have a laugh about uh, about it and help encourage you. I've also signed up to run a rock and roll half marathon in Liverpool in May, even though I've never run a 5K before, so wish me luck. I've registered my predicted time to be in even two hours, so I'm going to be training very hard for that one. Um, what is a rock and roll marathon? I have no idea. Is it just a marathon where you've got to like play some music the whole time? Yeah. I have no idea. It's almost like the uh, the Aerosmith uh, rock and roller coaster at <laughs> yeah. Disney MGM. Yeah, exactly. So it's, like a, it's a roller coaster, but yeah. it's soundtrack to Aerosmith. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Could be that. Who knows? Uh, finally, I've also set up a workout challenge for people in my office at work, where on the first day of the year, you will do one burpee, and the second day, you will do two, and so on, and it's this for an entire year. Oh, my goodness me. That's actually quite good. That's really That's good. That's a really good thing to do. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the end of the year, you're doing 365 burpees. That yeah. is... 
It's a lot of burpees. It's a lot of, yeah. If you're doing that like every, every day, day, you can build up to it. That's exactly, you're building up. Idea. That's a great idea. I'm yeah, going to see is. if we can install. I'm going to pitch that to the office. Yeah, and see if great. we do thing, do it as a wrestle talk, a, a wrestle talk team get better. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be very, awesome. Yeah, we'll have to start it now. Like, I'm not going to because how how far are we into this month? Oh God, going to start off. I'm not. Like, I'm not doing like sixty odd <laughs> to start off with. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I want to start with one. Like, if I'm <laughs> starting anywhere, I'm starting with one. Yeah, and we'll just end like sixty off the top. We'll do like end at about three hundred at yeah. the end of the year. Uh, anyway, thanks for reading the email. Keep up the amazing, consistent work, and please tell Randy to stop ruining the singing videos. Not now, Randy. <laughs> Thank you, guys. That's from Thomas. Thank you, Thomas, for your email. Thank you so much for your wonderful get better update and the best of luck with you uh, with uh, your work at NG Dub. Yeah, um, super cool. Uh, I'm going to do this quick email here because it ties into the podcast that we're about to listen to. This comes in from James, who's one of our podcast uh, podcasts, one of our pledgehammers over on Patreon. He says, hello, Luke and Laurie. I posted this on Patreon, but thought it'd be good for the NXT ramble. Okay, so I like NXT's Aaliyah. I started following her uh, while watching Breaking Ground on the WWE Network. Great show. She's an above average wrestler. She just needs a quality finisher. The point of this is not actually about her skill, though. It's about her character, or characters plural. I think I know why she hasn't been considered for a move into the title picture. Every time Aaliyah gets traction with a character, a main roster wrestler steals it. As the pictures <laughs> I've included will show, Aaliyah gained popularity as the cat's meow, wearing cat ears she would give to fans. Almost a year later, Natalia starts wearing them since she's a crazy cat lady, and Aaliyah promptly stops. She also stopped appearing on TV. Flash forward to a recent month, and Aaliyah starts referring to herself as bougie... B-O-U-G-E-J-E-E. Not not bourgeois. (laughs) Could be bourgeois, mate. I have no idea. But, I mean, it's it's phonetically, it's bougie. Sure. Um, Bougie on down over here. Hang on, I'm going to put some... Well, that's a song. I don't want that. How to say... How to say... How to pronounce... uh, Bougie all night long. Okay. Have we got one? Bougie. Bougie. Yeah. Bougie. I was right. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Sorry, referring to herself as Bougie and starts adopting a high society slash self-indulging character. She's getting some retraction in it and appearing on TV. However, today, Carmella posts on the grams referring to herself as Bougie. (laughs) Sigh. Back to the drawing board, Aaliyah. P.S. I fully appreciate this is the the longest email anyone has ever written about Aaliyah. Still, she's better than (laughs) Tainara Conti. Oh, very Tainara Conti here. And he's added pictures. So that was Aaliyah during her cat's meow gimmick phase. Okay, yeah. I see that. I see it. Then Natalia steals it. Uh Uh-huh. And this is now her in her Bougie gimmick. She Bougie. Ah, right. She Bougie rhymes. Does that make sense? Okay, sure. Also, why is she wearing the uh, the plain Photoshop background? It's <laughs> 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 removed all the layers. <laughs> Uh, and there is Carmella, who has uh, written, uh, they call me bougie like it's a bad thing. Still- Apparently. Right, okay. Well. So we're going to crack into the show, but I'm going to have to do some Googling, because I don't know what it means. No, I have no idea. I'm assuming it means, like, high class or, like, classy what or... What does uh, bougie mean? We'll find out. I'm going to have that as a tease. Yeah, uh, a tease for the, for the, the end outro of the... uh, point of this podcast. Oh, podcast. So, I don't know how this podcast is going to come out. Because it is a live variation. You're going to have little interruptions from Ollie every now and again. And yep. a bit of a cameo from Stephen Larson. So I don't know how this is going to go. But <laughs> bear with us. Yep. Teething issues, etc. Uh, we're going to be starting off, though, with about Tommaso Ciampa vacating the NXT Championship. Here is the show. Uh. 
to talk about because this show had like it was one match show yes right? like the whole thing had been built up very much a last minute thing because of the Tommaso Ciampa injury mm-hmm. we were meant to be building towards Ciampa versus Gargano at NXT TakeOver New York not Brooklyn not and Brooklyn. that's but scuppered a little bit yeah because Tommaso Ciampa was dealing with various different neck injuries, mm-hmm. uh, particularly a very, very bad injury that was kind of fusing his spine together. Mm, um, horrible, horrible business. The plan was, the original plan was, he was going to get that looked at after TakeOver New York. Yeah, That would have finished off this storyline that we've been mm-hmm. telling for the last few years, finished everything, and that would have been the nice little cherry on top, and he would have had to essentially go away, get everything looked at, and we'd have carried on with our lives. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the injury was much, much worse than anticipated. His planned main roster call-up was effectively scrapped. Yep. And he's now gone in for surgery. And this show opened up with Triple H coming out very much out of character, Triple mm-hmm. H. Yeah, for sure. Very much is coming out. He's holding the NXT Championship. And he's like, this was a match that was years in the making. Yeah. And we should be talking about how we're going to have Gargano versus Champa at NXT TakeOver New York. Unfortunately, that is not going to happen. However, yeah. we will find out later tonight, within a five-way match, who will uh, take on Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship, the vacant NXT Championship yeah. at TakeOver New York. It's so it's such a shame. It's, it, oh, it's the it absolute is. worst. No, And that is twice now, yeah. where it seems like the perfect time for Ciampa to have his big, crowning, defining moment, and then injury again yeah it it really does suck it's just the worst timing again and from a selfish perspective as well from a fan's perspective to not have the conclusion to this story that's been going on for four years is just awful it it is yeah it's it's really it's really bad it's and it's it's bad timing but best of luck to champa on Mm. his road to recovery um, and then it was a very interesting sort of direction that we went from there because the first half of this episode eventually just being was video packages and, and people kind of reacting to this. But when Triple H finished up his announcement, they cut back to the announcer's desk and you had Moro Ronaldo like really putting over Champa as like you know what a, a hero he has been for the NXT mm-hmm. division. We may not have agreed with everything that he has done, but he is a hard worker, etc., etc. Yep. And you had Percy Watson like pure babyface commentator Percy mm-hmm. Watson going like what a great guy that he is. Yeah. You know, this that, and the other. And he had Nigel McGuinness talking about, like, you know, injuries, you know, ruined his career. You know, mm-hmm. they effectively ended uh, the career of McGuinness. So he he very much spoke from the uh, from the heart. And then about midway through this first half, we got a video package of Champa going in for surgery, which they, they've got a, um, some photos of this up on uh, their, their website as well on WWE.com, yeah. which they uh, have labeled graphic. Yeah. Because it gets it gets a bit house. It's a bit ER. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> it's oh, it's brutal stuff. But yeah, interestingly, it's good. interestingly, not only was this a great video package, yes. but it painted Champa as a baby face. Did, and that's a really interesting kind of way to look at this mm-hmm. because we've been known Champa to be like the, we were me and, and Ollie and a, a few other people have been saying he was the greatest heel of last year. Along Absolutely. With, along with the likes of Sammy Callahan, I think he was one mm-hmm. of the top heels in the industry for sure. And here he is, pure babyface. Yeah. He was there with his, I don't know if it's his wife or girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know his personal life. Yeah. But he had his, a baby with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he was Daddy Champa. I know, yeah. Big, Insta- big instead Daddy of looking Champs. after the NXT Championship, he's replaced it with a baby. Yeah. Like, it's just <laughs> this is Molly his new Goldie. Yeah, exactly. 
And it was just... surprised they were called Goldie. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he got the idea. Of course, from. yeah. So it was a really kind of interesting way to kind of present Champa, and it really reminded me. And it, it, you got to wonder whether I mean you'd imagine his fingerprints are all over this anyway. Yeah. When Triple H went out with that uh, quad tear in mm-hmm. two thousand one. Yeah. And that put him on the shelf when he was a part of the two-man power trip with him and Austin. And, like, they were, like, the ultimate heels, like, the pure dick heels. Like, oh, we hate you. You're, like, ruining this company. Exactly. We don't like you. And then he went off for surgery, and he returned at the – I believe it was the Rumble he returned. Or maybe – was it the Rumble? Yeah, he won the Rumble, didn't he? 2002 Rumble? I'm looking to producer Ollie. I don't know when he went back. Triple H won the 2002 Rumble, right? Who did? Triple Triple H. H. Sure. Thank you very much. Yeah. Googling things live on air. But I'm yeah. pretty sure he then won. But he, you know, he headlined the, the venue that sort of followed it. Yeah, yeah. So, and he came back as a pure baby face. It was a huge baby face reaction when yeah. he came back. So, it was actually Perry Saturn. That won the Rumble? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> Perry Satin won the Rumble. Our apologies. Triple H came in at number 22. There you go. Yes. There we go. Very my, nice. My memory hasn't failed me just yet. Yeah. I feel like it's getting there sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and so... You almost feel now that Champa is heading in this Triple H direction, mm-hmm. this 2001 era Triple H direction. Absolutely. And come back as a storming baby face. Yeah, and I think it would work absolute wonders because, as you said, the, the seeds of it started now with Percy Watson and Marinella putting that over, and you see him being a family man in that video package as well. And the fact that they called up Gargano and Champa as baby faces to the main roster. You've got to assume that that's the direction they want to go. That's the the end goal when Champa comes back is they probably want him as that baby face on the main roster. So they're just beginning that now and mm-hmm. planting the seeds to for him to end up at that end destination. It's interesting you mentioned it being on the main roster, though, because I thought based around this video package that he is heading back to NXT. And yeah. like it's uh, Meltzer was saying in the Observer last week that Black and Ricochet are heading to the main roster. Like they've said their yes. goodbyes to uh, the NXT audience mm-hmm. at, at Full Sail, but Gargano's main roster position is unsure at the moment. It's kind of in it's in question because they yeah. don't know whether they're calling him, but they don't know whether they're going to keep him in NXT. So you've got to wonder whether you actually now keep Gargano in NXT as well. Have him and Cole and Riddle and Lee and Dijak and and all these kind of guys be your new frontier of main eventers. Mm. So you can then have that Champa return. Because that Champa return is not going to feel as big on the main roster. Oh, no, not even close. Because a a small percentage of that WWE audience is going to know who Champa is and and know what this means. But if Champa returns to full sale or like a big takeover event (laughs) to to help Johnny Gargano win something. Like, I mean, fantasy booking here now. But like, you'd imagine if Gargano, if Cole wins the NXT championship. Yeah. And he holds on to that belt, and you finally have that rematch of Gargano versus Cole. Mm-hmm. And the Undisputed Era are running roughshod, and Gargano's yes. like, oh, I'm all beaten, I'm all beaten. And then Champa makes his return. That would be amazing. It'd be pretty great. Incredible. Like, but that moment only works in it for an NXT audience. That's very true. So yeah. if it if it was me, and, it kinda, and I feel like the way this video package was kind of presenting that, He's got to stay in NXT. And I think Gargano yeah. has to stay in NXT as well. Yeah, it, it seems like they can't really have one without the other. So if Champa's going to stay, you think Gargano's probably got to stay too. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, yeah, you, you very good point, thinking that it won't really impact an NXT audience in that way. Um, but I'm thinking that even if he does return to NXT, 
I think they still want that duo on the main roster. So while he might return to NXT, yeah. it might only be a very short stint before they both go, right, you're back now. Yeah. Up you go to Raw, SmackDown, or both. Which which is uh, always an alternative. It, it's certainly something you could do. Or it's just, Triple H has said there are some people who are just going to be NXT lifers. Yeah. And that's not the worst thing. Exactly. I would not complain. Absolutely. About oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> there are plenty of stories about people on the main roster who want to go back to NXT. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And there are some people in NXT who don't want to go to the main roster. Yeah. Um, so maybe you just have Champer and Gargano as NXT lifers. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the worst thing for them. They'll no. always be like top guys. Yeah. In NXT. Sure. Yeah. And when they come back, you can then take them on a DIY reunion mm-hmm. of, as the big baby face team and go on a run with that. Yeah. If you want to turn either one of them heel, you could possibly do that again. Mm-hmm. So I think we can almost pick this storyline back up again yeah. once Champa is back from his injury. Yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like that's going to be like at least a year, one would think. Yeah. Until that happens. It's something that it was almost like a throwaway line in the in the video package of him going into surgery where the the head surgeon person said, For a normal, you know, not an athlete, but for a normal human being, it can take upwards of a year. So he'll be them. back in two months, then. Yeah, so <laughs> he'll be back in two months because he's champer and he'll he's be amazing. back by uh, New York, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll make a run in. Cost Gargano the title, yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, all so... one big work. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real, guys. Um, yeah, so, I mean, he's going to be out, you know, possibly until next year's TakeOver at WrestleMania, for example. Yep. And that's, you know, optimistically speaking. TakeOver Florida. Uh, it, yeah, it would be TakeOver Florida, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, so, having that story go on and Gargano stay in NXT for another full year until Champa can come back then depends what they do for him but i've got faith in nxt they've done pretty good things for four years with a story and yeah. it's not got boring so you can almost imagine that with champa being injured that they kind of like well, okay the plan that we originally had is now out the window because we mm. can't put the final full stop on this yeah so let's come up with plan b yeah and we'll just do this instead exactly and we'll just plan out the next year next 18 months worth of storylines to get us to the point when Champa is back, because he's right in the video, it does say that like the guy, the the surgeon man, as you called him, the yes, surgeon, the, the surgeon, surgeon dude, man, the surgery dude, yeah, said that this is the third or the uh, the second time he's been here in three years, <laughs> and I think Champa was like, it's actually the third time I've been here. It's like oh, yeah. this is the second time I've operated him, and they point out the big knee injury that he had, mm-hmm. and then this neck injury, and yeah, he was saying it could take a full year to recover, but surgery did go well, yeah. Which is good. Which is good. Big so, thumbs up for yeah, that. so it's very much a case now to see what happens when he comes back. Mm-hmm. If he's if it does take a year, if he comes back before that time, like maybe yeah. his recovery period goes really, really well and he's able to come back. Or maybe he he may decide himself, look, this is getting, you know, pretty dangerous now. There have been, a, you know, Edge had to retire because of mm-hmm. these sort of injuries. Yep. Page has retired because of these sorts of injuries. Yeah. And you don't want to end up. I mean, perhaps I'm speaking uh, you know, out of turn here, but do you want to paralyze yourself for this? Exactly, yeah. Like, do you want to end up in a wheelchair for the rest of your life for, for a pop? I know, yeah, exactly. And it's, but it, maybe that's just me. Yeah, I mean, it. if it was any other kind of injury, because obviously his first one was just his knee, not as bad. You can get a you know prosthetic knee or whatever, you'll be fine. Um, when it's something like your neck, that's when it gets a bit iffy. Yeah, your spine. Yeah, because yeah. that's pretty important. You might need your neck for like, walking and yeah. stuff like that i worry uh, about when my back like cracks a little bit like yeah. when i'm doing push-ups <laughs> and stuff because i do push-ups oh when i do my... <laughs> humble brag <laughs> i'm doing push-ups and I'm, i can feel my back shift i'm mm-hmm. like uh-oh yeah this is bad <laughs> i need to stop this right now um, i knew this was a terrible idea <laughs> um so yeah when when 
when and if Champa comes back, it'll be interesting to see if he's still at that kind of max capacity as well, because this might have like a long-term effect on his in-ring ability. He might not be able to take as many bumps as he used to or stuff like that. So again, it's that thing of even if he can come back, should he? Yeah. Depending. So big question marks. Big, big question marks. Yeah. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We've got to give some shout outs to our pledge hammers over on Patreon who have backed us at the $25 and above level. This is your first time doing this. This is my first time so doing this. So do this is not be mess fun. this up. It's very important that you get this right. Please don't crucify me. So, up first, he said there's a rainstorm coming. And then you applaud. There you go. It's a Terminator I, reference. I've, I've listened to the podcast. I know to applaud. Yeah. Uh, Alex, oh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell, product placement with Taco Bell. Yeah! yeah. Woo. See, it's funny. When I first saw that thought, I was going to, I thought it was like, oh, Taco Bell, Taco Bell. Pro product, but then it doesn't quite work. So product placement, placement with, with Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> the Edgehead Matthew Gould. Woo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Float like a butterfly, Samad Ali. Oh, yes, mate. Float like a butterfly, Wayne Enterprises, Gilliland. 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 Woohoo! Crazy cat lady, Katie Martin. Yes. Whoa. You love those cats. Crazy and cat eight. Jumping, Jerry Smith. Jump high, mate. Jumping. When, when you say jump, we say how high. How high? Hall of Mania, Patrick Hall. Oh, Hall of Mania, running no wild. No relation to Scott. Cool. Hamburger. 
Cool, like a summer breeze, Chris Summerfield. Woohoo! Nice, nice. Last but not least, the Kentucky rattlesnake, Stone Cold Austin Tussie. Austin Tussie said I just whipped your ass. Woo! So anyway, let's talk about the full NXT show. So the show opened up with um, Triple H, as we kind of talked about, and he came mm-hmm. out to cut this promo. Very, very different kind of Triple H. It was out of character Triple H. Yeah. And he talked about the stuff that he mentioned previously, and he said that Johnny Gargano is going to be in the main event of NXT TakeOver New York for the NXT Championship. Well, can I? Because someone asked the question now, and they paid money. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so yeah, yeah. someone has paid money and asked a question, so we're going to answer we've it potentially. We've, we've we're going to try and answer for it. money. Here we go. What we got? Um, oh, I've lost it. They move so fast. Uh, who is the top guy in NXT? Who is the top? Who was that asked by? Who was it asked by? Here we go. I've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> is that their name? I've lost it. So feedback for the next time we do this is uh, to get a better producer. I feel yeah. like it just disappeared as soon as I read it, mm-hmm. like a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Shaded Bear. Shaded Bear. Shaded well, thank bear. you for the uh, the question, Shaded Bear. Who is the top guy currently in NXT? Um, I mean, it's got to be Gargano, right? Like he's, he's yeah. A, he like essentially was the guy that was going right for the championship. He didn't mm-hmm. have to compete in a five way for it. Yeah, exactly. But for me personally, it's it's Matt Riddle. Because he was my okay. favorite part of that five-way. Yeah, and, that's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, in kayfabe-wise, yeah, it's probably Gargano and yeah. people like Adam Cole. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm a Matt Riddle guy. Yeah, uh, I yeah agree. Gargano is the top guy and has been, I'd say, for a while. Alongside Champ, it was those two at the top for a while. Now Champ is out of the equation. It's Gargano. Uh, Adam Cole, for me, I'm just an Adam Cole mark. He is handsome. He's, he's just, he is incredible. He uh, is. His eyes. I know. Okay, yeah. They're piercing. Oh, mate. They're beautiful. Every morning. So jealous. <laughs> um, yeah, so Cole, Cole for personal, but Gargano for uh, cafe. And I, I kind of think, like, from what we were talking about at the start of this show as well with the, the, the Champa thing, mm. like, if Champa is going to come back as a babyface, you want to kind of keep Gargano down in NXT yes. to continue being that top guy. Absolutely, yeah, yes. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They need that draw, yeah. And Triple H announced that Gargano is going to be uh, going for this vacant NXT championship in a two out of three falls match, and mm-hmm. the other half of that dance will be decided in a fatal five-way between Ricochet, Adam Cole, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, and uh, the original bro, Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. Excellent sounding match there. Oh, beautiful. Excellent sounding match. But something that was put together very last minute. Yeah. That sounds very good. And actually, I, like, really put over how strong yeah. NXT. I mean, exactly. I grant they're, they're losing two of these guys because <laughs> yeah. Black and Ricochet are going up to the main roster. But, man, that's, it, that, there's, there's a lot to pick from. I know. And even so, even losing Black and Ricochet to the main roster, they've still got, like, even str- slightly lower than that. They've still got strong people like Keith Lee and uh, Donovan Dijak. That's not Donovan Dijak anymore. Do Dominic Di- Dominic Dijakovic. There you go. Good uh, effort. It's close. I um, think you were there. Yeah. Uh, so they they've still got such a deep and talented roster on NXT. It's unreal how you can just gut these people up and be like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah. We still got people. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. We're okay, man. Yeah. Got we, main event stars. Because just lined we, up. we build stars. Exactly. Crazy how that yeah. works. Um, I, something I did want to say about the, that Triple H promo. Um, while Please it do. was very out of character and it was a very good promo and it put across 
you know, the, the heartbreak for Champa and got you excited for the main event and NXT TakeOver New York. And it's all very good. I felt like his uh, his metaphor about the dreams was a little bit contrived because he was like, people fight to get their dreams to get in this ring and the dreams can stop at any minute and people scratch and claw for their dreams. But sometimes dreams can stop. And this one has stopped and he'll be fighting for his dream to come back. And I'm like, so the dream is to get in the ring, but also the dream is to fight to get in the ring, but the dream has stopped. So well, you've got to have, dr- is- have a dream to get a dream. Yeah. yeah. So you dream to get the dream. It was like... Dream but Champa's gone, so that's really sad. And yeah. then it kind of, yeah. So it was, it was still a good promo, though. I'm just being nitpicky. But. I'm gonna hit you with a massive segue here. here Speaking go. of things that don't make me sad, Kathy Kelly was backstage. Oh, very uh, good. And she oh, was. Are we back at the darts now? Oh, we are indeed. Uh, anyway, so. Can I, that great segue very because, because there's been some lovely YouTube love. Stephen Larson's going in raw. No way! Have, have, have given us no some way. money. No way! <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of handsome guys, and they said sending some support for Wrestle Talk. Heart emoji. Heart emoji. Wow. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank, awesome. you, so Thank you so much. God damn, they're nice wow. people. Yeah. Oh. I don't want to talk about Kathy Kelly now. I'm <laughs> just talking about going in raw instead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that felt like a t- no, I felt like a bad, bad connection. <laughs> anyway, she was standing outside the uh, the men's dressing room, and uh, who should walk out <sighs> but Tesco's finest, Kona Reeves? <laughs> and he, he hasn't been on TV forever. <laughs> Where's he been? He's just been hanging out in the locker room, waiting to have an interview with <laughs> Kathy Kelly. <laughs> Well, aren't we all? <laughs> and um, yeah, so he came out and Kathy wanted to ask him about his opinion on the match. And he was like, yeah, it'll be all right, but it won't be the finest. Mm. And I was like, mate, get out. <laughs> just, <laughs> just go. Just and then, stop. And then speaking of nobodies, the Forgotten Sons walk out. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't want to talk about tonight's main event either. They want to talk about next week's main event, mm-hmm. where they'll be facing off against Black and Ricochet in the finals of the Dusty Classic. Mm. And it was at that point there, I suddenly thought to myself, I was like, huh. Yeah, it is cool that we're getting Black and Ricochet in this Fatal Five way, but with them involved in the Dusty Classic, you could have put two other guys into this match and kind of then elevated them into that main event position as opposed to using two very established main eventers who were on their way up to the main roster anyway. And they're not going to be around to kind of reap the benefits of being in that five way. I'm not saying it's a negative having them in there. I'm just saying as as an alternative path would have put in someone like a Lee or a Dijakovic. Exactly. And exactly those are the two names. Or a Kona Reeves. Not that one. (laughs) The other two names though, they seem like prime examples of people that could just slot right in and replace Black and Ricochet. But, hey-ho. Hey-ho. Or Jack- not, Jackson not Riker. Gonna, not going to complain no, absolutely about having not. that lineup of five in a match. Absolutely <laughs> not. Um, but yeah, they want to talk about the uh, the main event of next week, which would be the finals of the Dusty Rose Classic. It was horribly scripted as well, yeah, because they were like handing the... Really they were bad. like They were trying to finish each other's sentences, but you have to wait for Kathy <laughs> Kelly to move the microphone across <laughs> for them to finish things off. Felt very really awkward. really bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. And then um, Riker said a couple of words as well. Yeah, will not be forgotten. Yes, will not be forgotten. Yeah, uh, I think it was um, Cutler. I can't remember which one it is. Cutler made a joke as well about the Forgotten Sons have been forgotten about again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you sound like my notes. Yeah. Um, we found out one of our themes for NXT TakeOver New York is by Billy Elish. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. might be the most subdued theme for a wrestling <laughs> pay-per-view I've ever heard. It's also terrible. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say, like, I think it might be actually a fine song. I'm sure I'd probably quite like it. But, like, 
I love super organism. Yeah. But I wouldn't have them be the theme song for a wrestling pay per view yeah. because it's not. It doesn't make me go like yes wrestling. Yes! It makes me go like oh, I'm gonna go for a nice drive. <laughs> From the sounds of this, anyway, the small clip that they played, there was a very small repeating beat, not much else to it, and the person just going, "You should see me in a crown." <laughs> you should see me in a crown. Yeah, it di- it did not work for it me. Was, yeah, it's not great. Not right. ideal. Do you like video packages? Oh, got some now. Why do I? Because <laughs> we got a video package for Ricochet and Alistair Black, and they then cut a promo saying that, like, hey, we've been a team for a while, but tonight it's not being a batter team. It's one of us is going to be pulling double duty mm-hmm. at WrestleMania Takeover New York. And then we've got a video package for the Velveteen Dream saying the spotlight is on him. He'll be the first ever NXT dual champion. I think that's a really nice character beat as well for, mm. for Dream, because it's nice for them to. I think normally with these kind of matches, when on especially on the main roster, when you have matches that are cancelled due to injury or they have a last-minute replacement for something, it's quite clear to see who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And for them to include stuff like Dream just be like, by the way, just going to be a dual champion. And it's like, actually, yeah, that could work. That would be really cool if that happened. And it starts to make you thinking of like, maybe Dream could win this match. Maybe that would be a cool match. Because they've had Dream versus Gargano before. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dream came out on top before. So it's like, it's something that plays into the overall feeling of the match so it doesn't feel quite so obvious yeah, yeah. as the outcome of the winner. I think it's just nice for them to to embrace that rather than just be like, focus on these guys and also I guess these guys are in it as well. Any one of these five could actually win it. Yeah. And I think that to have them promoting that in these video packages was very cool. I thought it was really cool. It was very well done. Yeah, really, really well done. Yeah, and they brought up in the commentary that uh, Gargano Dream feud. Mm, yeah. Uh, sort of mini feud, I suppose you could call yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, then we got the Tommaso Ciampa video package that we talked about at the top of the show. We did. Then we got a video package from Matt Riddle who said, quote, I'm stoked to be in this match. <laughs> Bloody love you, Matt Riddle. <laughs> and, and he also said at the start, he's like, I've been here a long time. Well, not, well, not, not, not really, not, a, not long really a long time, time but like long enough. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, what? I was like, I've been here long enough. <laughs> long enough for a title show. I was like, well, sure. Why just, not? It just it really brings a smile to my face that we have a real life Michelangelo <laughs> in a wrestling <laughs> ring. Uh, then we got a video package for Adam Cole. And he said that last year or this time last year, or the, the takeover event, he held a title above his head. Mm-hmm. And this year he's going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Good promo from Cole. And he even linked it back into his debut when he beat up Drew McIntyre and held the NXT Championship above his head that time as well. That was two years ago, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they brought that up in the commentary as well. Like yeah. When Spoilers, when Cole won the match, yeah. um, they were talking about, hey, like they're going into the building where the Undisputed Era came together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because that was on, no, it was on what, SummerSlam weekend. It was, yeah. Ago. So it was yeah. Brooklyn 3, I'm going to say. Or Brooklyn 2? Brooklyn 3. I'm going to say Brooklyn 3. Brooklyn 3. Um, yeah, I think that was really good. They just inc- I gave a surreptitious look to the camera for people to correct yeah, us. Yeah, Br- Brooklyn 3, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was nice for them to, to reference everyone's kind of history. And uh, it's I really dislike it when people just disregard history. It's like, oh, that didn't happen. But we're telling this new story now. It's for them, for, for them to acknowledge this is everything we've told. And all of this links in to this one match that you're about to see tonight. It was really yeah. good through these video packages and as I a whole. Particularly like it as well when they do, they kind of tie things to buildings, mm-hmm. like buildings yeah. where things have happened. Like we're doing a WrestleMania 20 for our Patreon podcast mm-hmm. uh, in next week. It should be up on Monday. WrestleMania XX. Yeah, th- fingers crossed it'll be Monday. It might be Tuesday. <laughs> um, but they in that match, you've got Rock and 
the Rock and Sock Connection versus uh, Evolution. Mm-hmm. And when Mick Foley's making his entrance, and they did it, they used to do this a lot for, for Mick Foley matches, but like, you know, this was the building he grew up in, you know, Long Island, New York. He was mm-hmm. just down the road. He used to like come to Madison Square Garden when he was a kid to watch WWE events. <laughs> and now here he is competing for like, you know, these big matches. And I always thought that was really cool. It really felt like it made Mick Foley matches feel very special when yeah. they're in Madison Square Garden. So maybe you can do that sort of thing for Cole and the Undisputed Era, mm-hmm. that the Barclays center yeah it's like a it's like a spiritual home for yeah them, exactly it's quite cool especially if cole manages to win the nxt title yeah take him new york that would be the crowning kind of achievements like we started here we won the nxt title here and then hopefully they go on and do multiple other things in the barclay center too yes. that would be fantabulous absolutely uh kathy kelly was backstage once again this time with kairi sane and io shirai and they're also excited for the main event they're not a part of it but they're excited for they're the excited main to event watch it. Be a good, um, they good were show. more excited than the forgotten sons and tesco's finest yes and they said that nothing is going to come between their friendship when it comes to the nxt women's championship then bianca belair walks in and says a lot of the things that bianca usually says but mm-hmm. she was especially arrogant and annoying like she has yeah. got that character down so well mm-hmm. like really has it's a really irritating screen presence purposefully irritating yeah, exactly it's the good kind of irritating yeah. rather than stephanie mcmahon irritating baron corbin baron corbin yeah. irritating yeah it, it's fantastic and the way she just came in and she's just like this didn't involve you before but you're here now and you're trying to mouth off to me so now this involves you and i'm gonna go through both of you at, yeah. at, at take over new york i was like that is great i That's love her character stuff. so much and when yeah. she was just like uh, her, my mind is undefeated, undefeated. Yeah. Oh, my man. mindset is undefeated Oof. that's great brilliant uh, we found out what our second theme for uh, nxt takeover new york is and uh, i might get some heat for this um, it's by Disturbed, mm-hmm. which means it is a great song for a wrestling show. Very good. In 2003. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's that one. Just slipped <laughs> in underneath. <laughs> Come on, man. Disturbed it, in 2019. Like I thought we all moved past that in 2004. It's better than the other one. Put it that way. That's, yeah, that's what I'll that's say. For, at least it sounds like a song for a wrestling show. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, in, and, 2003. in 2003. <laughs> and next week, uh, Black and Ricochet will face off against the Forgotten Sons mm-hmm. uh, in the finals of the Dusty Classic. Indeed. So, 32 minutes into this show, once the entrances are done, wrestling happened. Yay! But wrestling I'm not going to complain because the wrestling Oof. that we got here Oof. was amazing. Incredible stuff. And I, I mean, I'm found, I feel like this. a lot of this show has been around this, but I, I loved Matt Riddle when he was making his entrance. Mm-hmm. Matt Riddle's got this amazing swagger about him anyway, yeah. the way he sort of walks to the ring, but he kind of looks at the belt and it's like, bro, this would look really good on me. <laughs> and then when he gets into the ring and he goes to kick off his flip-flops, or thongs for our non-UK viewers, uh-huh. he kicks it off purposefully towards Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yeah. Because they're setting up the feud, right? Yeah. Like they've been kind of like setting up this feud for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So for him to just... Yeah, I mean, this match really isn't involving that feud, but I'm going to keep that feud bubbling over. Exactly. And I'm going to kick my, kick my flip-flop at you. And Dream's reaction will be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you I, just kick a flip-flop at me? I loved it. Flip-flops aren't in fashion. Yeah. What are you doing? And yeah. just and he, the way he looked at Matt Rose, at Matt Rose, at Matt Riddle while he did his pose. Yeah. It was fantastic. Speaking. It was great stuff. Uh, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And they really put over um, Alistair Black. Uh, coming into this match as well as the only person in this ring who has held NXT championship, mm-hmm. not like yeah. North American championship, but he's been NXT champion. Yeah. Which I thought was a, a really kind of elevated him in mm-hmm. this spotlight. Yeah. It was yeah. great stuff. And all of these guys are undeniably top stars in NXT, mm. but it was a really good character speech. But like, yeah, they're all top stars, but 
Black is the only one that's actually done it and won the title. Only one of them is only a champion. Only one of them, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It's great. Uh, I also love that Mara Nello is calling Alistair Black Sir Kicks-a-Lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now gutted that Alistair Black is going to the main roster because Michael Cole's not going to do that. Yeah, oh, he might, though. Moody Kicks-a-Lot. That's, that's him <laughs> oh, now. Oh, yeah, terrible. Um, this match I mean we're not going to go through things like spot for spot no, granted because you didn't write them down because you just got too no, I, <laughs> I started off and I, I at the start of the match I wrote down a note that said oh there's an all these guys channel I was like that's nice everyone loves everyone and I was going to talk about how great NXT is because they've got so many stars and we've already kind of talked about that with the roster depth and then my next note is just ah <laughs> because there's just so much stuff that happened this match did not stop from start to finish it was like spot 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 yeah. spot spot we're going to tease this thing and then spot 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 it was like oh my god what is happening it felt it very amazing. much it felt very much halftime heat yeah, in, in that aspect. Very much where so. halftime heat was essentially spot fest. Yeah. Like it, there was like, yeah, let's just do loads of wicked spots. Mm-hmm. And yeah. sometimes when you're doing like a fatal five way, it's kind of hard to like make a fatal five way feel like psychologically sound and mm-hmm. things like that. So just doing it, just, just do mad spots, mate. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I'm going to have a wonderful time. Yeah. And Who I did have enjoy a, that. I and I had a wonderful time. Yeah, it was spectacular. And I thought they did a really, really great job of putting Riddle over in this. Riddle's he's kind of this newcomer to this kind of like main event crop because mm-hmm. Dream's gone for the NXT Championship before. As has yeah, Aster Black's been a champion. Ricochet and Cole have been North American champions. Have kind of been sort of that top level thing. Mm-hmm. Both of them were in the War Games match last year, so yep. they've kind of already been like we're established main eventers. Yeah, Riddle's your, your newcomer into this. And I think they did a really good job of putting him over because he got the bro mission locked in several times over. Got it locked in on Black. He got it locked in on, I think he got it on Dream. I think he got it on someone else. I think he got it like three or four times in this match. And everyone had to keep breaking it up Mm -hmm. because the the bro mission is a a really well-protected submission in NXT thus far. I just thought that was a really, really nice way to structure this match Mm -hmm. and and make Riddle seem like a very dangerous threat. Yeah. And the thing that I really liked about this is they made Riddle look amazing as this newcomer, but they didn't harm anyone else. Absolutely Everyone not. looked amazing coming out of this. Yeah. It was so good. Dreams selling. Dream. I, oh. I, I think I've said this before, but if I'm not, I'm going to say it every time now. Dream's punches are amazing. They're so good. Oh, they're wonderful. It literally sounds like he's taking the head off with every punch. Just, like, they look so good. Yeah. Punches are one of the hardest things to get right in wrestling. Well, yeah. I, if I was ever a wrestler, I would have terrible punches. Yeah. Despite the fact I used to get into fights all the time, I I don't know how to work a punch. <laughs> yeah. I could probably punch you in the face for real. <laughs> Wouldn't do a lot of damage, but I could probably do. Yeah, it'd be fine. But uh, I, I couldn't work a punch. No. And even if you could look at John Cena, the way John Cena, like when he wrenched his arm back, and he yeah. looks so phony yeah. and rubbish. And the thing is, though, it's so hard to like pinpoint what makes a punch look good. Whereas you say with Cena, when he like winds up and does like a big punch, it looks rubbish. Dream does it; it looks amazing. He does the same thing. He just like puts his whole body weight behind yeah. it, doing it, and it looks amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it looks really, so really great. good. Also loved um, uh, Matt Riddle's roll through sort of deadlift. Gut oh, wrenches. Oh, amazing. So, so Triple good. gut wrench while holding on. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing stuff. And his deadlift fisherman suplex as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. He's just, just brilliant. Straight up from the floor. Just whoop. And there's straight a, up. the way this match was also structured as well, it, it was very much built around, okay, we'll do some spots in the ring with these two people, then they'll go out the ring or mm-hmm. one of them goes out the ring, and then someone else comes in and we'll do a face off between those as well. Yeah. But every time they did it, I was never like, oh, this is a bit repetitive, this. I'm, yeah. all, I'm like, oh, cool, I want to see this next one. Exactly, it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When it was like Matt Riddle and Alistair Black standing <laughs> there, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, Hello. please. Yes, please, yeah. mate. Can't exactly. wait to see this. Yeah. I just thought it was just a wonderful match. And then yeah. this finishing sequence was just brilliant. Because mm-hmm. you had like, they did sort of like a big double down. I think, well, I say a 
Pentadown? Pentadown? Yeah. Pentadown. We'll call it a Pentadown. Yeah. As a Pentadown, and then they did a Tower of Doom spot, which was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had uh, Dream and Riddle did like a really good exchange, and then he got in the bro mission, and Cole pulls out the referee. And then, as he gets in the ring, Black Master Matt Riddle just mm-hmm. completely wipes him out. Dream Valley Driver, and then yep. Ricochet Hurricane Runners Dream to the outside. Oh. Huge shooting star. A huge shooting star oh, pressed by Ricochet. <laughs> like halfway across the ring and about 20 feet up. It was ridiculous. It was ludicrous. Yeah, and then as so Ricochet has got the pin, the last shot by Adam Cole. To the and back of the head. The back of the head. Ricochet selling it. It was just like, I'm out. Yeah, it was beautiful. And they showed it on the replay as well. Like, he need him in the back of the head. Like, there's yeah. no working in that. Like, that looked legit. Like, finish was my God. absolutely incredible it was and i think just the expression on cole's face as well he hit the last shot and he comes there the referee's right in his face and he's screaming at the referee he's like count come on <laughs> and that expression on his face is just like he's so excited to win this match and he just wants it more than anything and it really puts over the nxt championship and how much these guys want it what they're fighting for it was amazing it was so good absolutely just just wonderfully brilliant stuff loved yeah. this match incredible. and they were really putting over on commentary because the storyline they've been telling for the start this year is that you know, undisputed era haven't been winning things. They were out first in the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. They've not been get. They've not been racking up wins. No. And I think it was Mara Analy said like the fortunes of the undisputed era are changing. Yeah. Because now Adam Cole, baby, baby, is going to be facing for the NXT Championship at NXT Takeover New York in the main event. Yeah. The fortunes of the undisputed era are starting to change. And he went up there and he posed next to the belt, mm-hmm. and I was like, this. Was awesome. Terrible, was, new, terrible for Champa. Oh, terrible! And terrible that we didn't get the finish that we were really wanted for that storyline. Mm. But I'm, I'm super stoked for Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Yep. At Takeover, I think should that's gonna be, be amazing. Anyway. On a show that's going to have uh, Walter versus Pete Dunne <laughs> as well. <laughs> Crikey! My heart. Oh man. To, to peel back the curtain a little bit, Walter and Pete Dunne are probably two of my top five favorite wrestlers in the world, mm-hmm. and the fact they're facing off at NXT Takeover New York. For the UK title, is like <sighs> that is going to have if it, I, I'd imagine it will do as well because I think Smallman's working on all this. That's going to have a real progress feel about it. Mm, I hope so. That's going to have a real progress. I feel mean, if about that's that got match. if that's half as good as uh, Volta versus Tyler Bate, then oh, you know we're we're in for a cracker. So. Best match of last year would yeah. have been top of it been for me. Actually, well, no, I want to do um, Walter versus Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, also a good one. So, um, what are you pointing out? I'm just I'm just saying. Don't show that on the stream. Sam, Pete's girlfriend has just commented on the live stream. Ooh, look at that cutie. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so anyway. On. Michelle, you're the worst <laughs> and also the best. Thanks. Yeah, which is nice because my wife just sent me a message going like, there's no audio. Your audio's not working. I'm like, I know. We know it's not working. We're trying to fix it. Anyway, so that was this week's NXT. Uh, what did you think of the show? It was cracking. I mean, well, I say that. Half of it was nothing. It was hype packages and there was only one match. But that one match was amazing. So it was great. Yeah. Really enjoyed myself. Certainly well worth going out your way to see. You can Absolutely. skip through to about the 32-minute mark and mm-hmm. skip Tesco's Finest and things like that. And it'll just go yeah. straight through to the, the main event, which was absolutely wicked. And if you want to get more excited for the main event, you can watch those hype packages because they were, they did a pretty good job in it making you excited for the main event. Yeah, so really good stuff. Worth a watch. So according to dictionary.com, dictionary.com okay. in the their slang source. section, uh-huh. bougie is a hip-hop slang for something, quote, luxurious in lifestyle, yet humble in character, influenced by it uh, and often interchanged with the slang bougie. 
Okay. With no J. It's with a B-O-U-G-I-E. So okay. uh, luxurious in style, yet humble in character. Mm. Does she seem humble in character? She's I quite arrogant, know. doesn't she? Yeah, I wouldn't say that's bougie at all. Yeah. I'd say it's just the luxurious part. Yeah, I'd certainly say so. Because like, then why is Carmela saying like that's a bad thing? Surely being humble in your character is a good thing. Yeah, how dare you be luxurious. <laughs> and, and humble and about humble. it. No, I want you to brag about it. <laughs> brag about how luxurious you are. <laughs> Yeah, I don't get that being a bad thing at all. No, I, yeah. don't, I have no idea. Maybe it, maybe it has some other meaning that we don't know. Yes. Maybe we're just idiots. Although, to uh, your point on that one, James, thank you for your email. Um, she should be getting a push of some sort because she's now got that partnership with Vanessa Bourne, mm -hmm. which you'd think is going to go somewhere. So I, I can't imagine she could be taken off TV. Although... For someone seen in their gimmick, Natalia and Beth Phoenix have just joined a tag team, oh, which is basically the right. same thing, right? Oh, no! <laughs> so, be the second time Natalia's stolen her gimmick. Oh, bloody Natalia. <laughs> I'm going to start a petition on this. Uh, this comes in from Lewis. Hello, Luke, Ollie, uh, Laurie. Hello, Luke, Laurie, Ollie in spirit, and most certainly not Randall Vandal Datsun. Um, I thought Vandal. I would ask you, I'm going to loop you in on this as well because you'll definitely be interested in this okay. uh, myself and a friend are both interested in getting into D&D thanks Laurie for the critical role recommendation however we don't have enough like excuse me like minded friends to join in the shenanigans and so we got to talking and he jokingly suggested that there needs to be a tinder but for D&D parties <laughs> The idea expanded loosely into the mixture of Tinder-style social app, not one of those jogging aspects, and LFG, looking for group website services for finding parties of various levels of experience, campaign length, character roles, etc. Unfortunately, neither of us are app development savvy enough to mock something up. What do you guys think of the idea in concept, and do you think it would work well for attracting people who have an interest in D&D into playing campaigns? Thanks for all the content, guys. You make my mundane office job so uh, uh, less so with the content, and sorry if it comes across as patronizing or anything. I'm Absolutely not at all, Lewis. Not Thank you so all. much for your email. That is a bloody wonderful idea. That is a great idea. Because instantly I'm thinking where you and I are going to be heading this coming June to mm -hmm. UK Games Expo. Exactly, in yeah. In Birmingham. Uh -huh. Because that's the sort of thing that you can you can essentially prep. You yeah. can go to UK Games where we're like, well, I know I'm going to be playing a campaign for two hours yeah. with this group of people that I've met via this app. Yeah. And they need some... Like, you know, even if it's like, okay, we've got uh, six people at the table but we need seven there's a space mm -hmm. open that's a great idea it is a fantastic idea because i mean th there's uh places online for people to find games and stuff to to go with but it's very hard to try and find one to play in person uh with like-minded people who want kind of a similar game because there's various ways you can play D D, where you have like you know just the hack and slash and people just do combat and make stuff look cool or you can have a very kind of character heavy intensive style of it so finding like like-minded people so there isn't any kind of conflict of interest would be a great shout yeah absolutely because you can play online which i do regularly i'm in three campaigns that i play online and they're fun but they're nowhere near as good as playing in person. Yes, it was always, um, always better in person. Always better in person. Um, so I think having some sort of thing where you can find local people to play with rather than just people on the expanse of the internet mm -hmm. would be fan-dabby-dozy. That is a very, very good idea. Uh, the idea. best of luck to you. Hopefully you can get yeah. to, uh, to work on that. I this you can find something because that would be... I'd want that. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd, I'd, I'd like that app I as well. I would very yeah. much like that. So. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm quite fortunate in the fact that my D&D &D group, we were all friends prior to mm. joining together anyway and we all just said, let's 
let's just start a group together and we'll yeah. do it this way. Exactly, but that's yeah. not always the case for people. No, exactly. I mean, I'm the same, but like I said, I'm, we're very spread out like across yeah. all of the UK. So it's hard for us to even meet up to do a session. And when we do, it's bloody fantastic, but it's so hard to do on a regular, on a regular basis because mm. it's just online most of the time. This right. comes in from Fox in Texas on the same sort of subject. Hello, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie, but certainly not Handy Fandy Fapson. Uh, I am writing to you to say <laughs> that I'm also getting into D&D as a first-time player. Oh. I've been listening to this one podcast for about a year now called D&D is for Nerds. It's a group of Australian guys probably playing the worst game of Dungeons & Dragons ever and pushing their DM closer and closer to killing them off as soon as every campaign begins. As someone who doesn't play D&D much yet, I'm not sure this is the way most campaigns are supposed to be played. It's very true, they're not. (laughs) Yeah, they're not. Uh, But it's pretty hilarious. Uh, So maybe give the first episode a listen and tell me what you think about it. I do slash watch Critical Role, Talking 20, uh, and outside Xbox team play D&D also. All good suggestions from Laurie last week and help new players get into D&D for the first time. Yes, if you enjoy D&D for Nerds, check out their main podcast, which is called Plumbing the Death Star. It's basically the guys getting a question every week and answering it in the most insane way possible, which leads to a lot of fun. Luke was asking for some podcast suggestions a few months back, and I finally got round to it. Anyways, keep up the consistency. That's from Fox in Texas. Cool name, mate. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I don't think that's the way that most D&D campaigns no, are. No, not really. Unless I... you're playing like the Tomb of Horrors, which is just designed to kill you. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it's much better so when everyone at the table is a player and the DM has a slightly different set of tools than all the players rather than it's the DM versus the players. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, it just leads to an escalation of stupidness. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's have one last email here. Uh, this comes in from Magnus, who is also one of our uh, pledge hammers over on Patreon. Hi, Lovely. Luke, Ollie, thank and you. Laurie. First of all, thank you for answering my question. That was on the Saturday show. Uh, you and Laurie did a pretty good job with the pronunciation of my last name during the last ramble. <laughs> I was born and raised in Oslo in Norway, but I'm half Swedish, so Bernstrom is actually a Swedish name, but they use the umlaut instead of the cross. Mm. Uh, I don't know what that cross is called. I know I, what an umlaut is. Yeah, I know and it's probably got an actual name. But, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure on it. Uh, so it's always fun to hear you talk about Sweden and Scandinavia. So the reason I sent this email. Last August, I worked on a TV production, a reality show, where celebrities slash reality stars controlled a restaurant on their own. I haven't seen all the episodes since they started airing, but watch one today and something peculiar happened. So so to set up the scene, you're probably going to understand what they're all saying. The theme for this week was what they're going to serve a French-themed wedding. And for dessert, they're going to make a croquembosch. Croquembosch. Sure. Yep, cool. Is that not? Is that French? Or is that Scandinavian? Well, uh, one would assume so, because croc is very, like, C-R-O-Q-U-E. Very, right, very yeah. French. Bosch croc. also, yeah. Maybe it's croquembouche. Croquembouche. Sure. Yes. Perhaps. Sounds like an instrument you'd have played at, um, in musical class in, in like <laughs> yeah. year seven, but didn't actually want to touch. Like a yeah. glockenspiel. <laughs> there are no professional glockenspiel players. No. Uh, but they are struggling to, uh, with it for a few hours before the restaurant opens. So the editor decides to use this song for dramatic effect when everything is falling apart. Link below. So it's a little quiz for you to see how quickly you can get the song. It starts about seven seconds in. Hope the sound isn't too bad. Oh, He's linked go. us to a YouTube video. Keep okay. up the good work. I'm going to have to put my volume back up. Uh, keep go. up the good work and keep me entertained for so many hours during the week. It's from Magnus. So here is the uh, video clip. Let's see what sort of quality seven this seconds is. in. So that's seven seconds in. Okay, they play it a bit. That's a song. It's the old Keith Lee music. <laughs> Yeah. 
Yeah, that is the old Keith Lee music. That is nuts. Rubbish, what? rubbish, rubbish Keith Lee music. What? That is ridiculous. Thank you very much for that. That was a very, very, very weird thing. That was. Um, what? Okay. Let's cool. have some 80% facts. Oh, uh, God, this I comes in from Ivan. Oh, oh sorry. Ivan. Do apologize. Ivan. Uh, I was told by my dad that if a farmer doesn't milk a cow soon enough, the udders will overfill and the cow will explode. <laughs> <laughs> don't think that one's true. No, I don't think um, so. This one comes in from Chris. Uh, greetings, Luke, Ollie, Laurie, and Pete, but not Randy. Hey. Uh, which one I guess would make this an 80% greeting. Excellent. Lovely. Nice. Loving the new segment, and it just so happens that I stumbled across my own 80% fact recently. Apparently, you can make invisible ink out of human semen. Mm, okay. Mm. He said, he goes, uh, I've read it in a book, but I haven't gone back to check it, and I haven't Googled it because I'm afraid of what I might find. Yeah, and I don't think you want to do that practically either. Absolutely not. Mm. Uh, this one is called an urban legend, 80% fact. It comes from James Dillon, who emailed earlier, Luke, Ollie, Master Blaster, El Fagador. I have an aunt who has convinced her kids, my cousins, that phobias people have are actually how they died in a past life. So people who are deathly afraid of heights must have fallen to their deaths previously. One of her kids has always been afraid of the ocean, so she told him he either drowned or was eaten by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna make them nice and easy when they go on the waters then he concludes God. she's a bit of a nut job <laughs> later guys thank you very much uh, this one comes in Amazing. from Rich and this one is a 100% fact oh, here um, we go. and I, I unfortunately was I'd never heard it and I was gutted um, but just listening to your admiration of Seth Rogen on the Smackdown review fun fact and this is a 100% fact Seth Rogen is the voice of the Toronto Transit Commission announcement so if movies are improved by him showing up your morning commute would never be bad as you will hear his voice on the train so when me and my Amazing. wife were in Canada for our honeymoon we yeah. caught the, that train and there are like they've got like pamphlets up and everything with like pictures of Seth Rogen like animated pictures of him saying like Seth Rogen you'll hear Seth Rogen on this train amazing we never did Aww, every stop boo. I'd be like <gasps> <sighs> never never came to fruition that's so cool though here's incredible we've got more facts about sneezing okay cool this comes in from Dwillen uh, the talk about sneezing in the past few episodes reminded me of two facts myself let's see if uh, anyone of you have got repeated here because this could be nuts in fact they're not they're brand new ones uh, the go. reason behind uh, the reason behind people saying bless you when you sneeze is because your heart tends to stop skip a beat on every sneeze. That's not true That's at all. That's not true. That's not true at all. No. It's to do with the plague. Yeah, I, I, always, I always always told, here we go, this might be my own ape. Actually, fact. I said that with such certainty <laughs> I now sure don't anymore. know. <laughs> <laughs> that got, might be an 80% we, we, fact. We had a live podcast and now we've got a live 80% fact. <laughs> so, Sorry, what, what do you think I, it is? What I was always told was that, okay, this one isn't real. <laughs> But this was what I was told when I was a kid, was that your soul tries to escape when oh, you sneeze. Yeah. That's what sneezing is, your soul trying to get out. And you say, bless you, so that your soul remains within you and you keep your soul. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, not true. Yeah. Well, pro probably not true. 80% not true. Sneeze, bless it. No, uh, sneeze. Sneeze, bless you. Bless you, play. And here's 100% fact real quick while we're talking about sneezing. Did you know that in Spanish, they just say Jesus instead of bless you? They just say Jesus instead of bless you, which hmm. just, they're just saying Jesus at yeah. you, which I think is great. <laughs> uh, there's no official, bless you, Jesus. <laughs> official, uh, it's not a really official thing. There's a Wikipedia page. Can you really trust that? I mean, it's more trustworthy there's than like someone a from forum. the sun claiming that it's something, but I wouldn't trust them either. There's no. one page from the Guardian that says it comes from the Great Plague, but I don't think we could trust yeah. that either. So I'm going to keep that as an official 80% fact. 80% fact. That it's to do with the possibly plague. 85. 
Um, and just because you're here, Pete, okay. I'm going to end off with a joke. Oh, yes. Hey, Luke, Ollie, and Laurie. I'm a huge fan of the show, and it makes my one-hour-plus travels to and from work a lot more tolerable, so thank you. This comes in from Sam. Anyway, I have some bad news. I bought a fish to the supermarket today, and all its innards were removed. Gutted. <laughs> <laughs> so well, stupid. Well, it worked on it worked on Pete. So stupid. That is all we've got time for. Thank you so much for listening. Ollie and I will be back with the Saturday show uh, where we haven't decided what we're going to be talking about yet. It's been a lot of news over the last couple of days, so mm. maybe we'll talk about something right. from there. But we will also have your mailbag questions and your crap gimmicks, as well as your Rusev Hayes get betters and your general, general correspondent nonsense. I have been Luke Owen. This has been, I've done a terrible outro. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.